Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there's any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Philippians 4 verse 8. Eula and Christine here. We are sisters, seven years apart, trying to find the truth, goodness, and beauty in what we consume. This is TGB Diaries. Hi, everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome, 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 worded it in a really beautiful way of kind of like just putting the old and the past this um in the past and mm-hmm. starting a whole new chapter so um i never really thought about it that way Me neither. so here we are um hey sauce hey yo hey everyone hey everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like spider-man just now really hey everyone oh <laughs> <laughs> he's he says that when he like hops in um the avengers uh, oh or was he an avenger or civil war avenger i don't know if he's... they called it different the groups differently but he pops in after after Iron Man's like underoos. Oh. I was like, hey, everyone. Oh. <laughs> um, I am Spider Man. <laughs> I actually don't know if that's in the movie. I'm pretty sure it's definitely in the trailer, and they do it differently in the oh. movie. I forgot. I watched the movie a million times. I don't know why I don't. Know. Anyway, great. So I'm Christine, and <laughs> I'm Eula, and we, we are sisters. sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, that was not planned. That was really weird. If you couldn't tell. Yeah, that was weird. Okay. <laughs> um, really quickly, I uh, some of you are new here. Some of you have been listening for a while. Overall, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, before we start, I was thinking of quickly highlighting what we do. Um, and again, if you've listened many times, um, this is just gonna be quick. So we are TGB Diaries. That stands for Truth, Goodness, and Beauty. Um, we highlight different encounters that we have throughout the week called a TGB pick of the week. And we talk about the truth, goodness, and beauty in it. Um, one way to help hone in and focus on something better is we use, uh, just not better, but have more of a direction, is we use the verse 2 Peter, Second Peter 1 verses 5 through 8, mm-hmm. which highlight different topics to help supplement your faith so that you won't be idle in your faith. Um, and so we've gone from... Many different, so we've gone from to, from virtue to knowledge to self-control to, I think, last week was endurance. Mm-hmm. And then this week is devotion. Very mm-hmm. exciting. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Eula, what, how do you define devotion? I guess um, in how I approached it, when I think about devotion, um, I tie it with loyalty. And so... Growing up, I would hear that word a lot, but I never really, like... It's not one of those words you, like, fully understand the meaning. When you hear devotion, you think of, like, a devotional, like, book or something. Mm. Or some people have devotions to saints or, you know, like, different people. I think of <laughs> Greece. Um, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> That's literally how she says it. <laughs> yeah. 
We're talking about hopelessly devoted to you, the, the Grease song that Sandy sings. Yeah. But the one it's in the iconic. movie, she sounds like an. She's using her Aussie accent. Yeah. She literally goes divided. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's literally what I think of. Like, you're just devoted. You have this special, different, and closer connection to something or someone. Um, and it's there's depth and there's. Um, a different type of, I guess, I want to use the word passion, mm. um, you know, when you're devoted, when you're just loyal to something. It's more than, it's just like your typical relationship with something or someone, or, yeah, relationship, but also um, you're just, like I said, that connection is there, and um, it's just deeper. Deeper, more deeper, and, and just more. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I never really thought about the definition of, of devotion. Um, so I, I really love. I love the way that I, when I when I first thought of devotion, I I also thought of Greece. Yeah. And it's just kind of like obviously Sandy's devotion to Danny Zuko is not very like yeah. <laughs> not very like what ordered well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, so I looked it up on Google, and it's... So one way that it, it describes it, it says... It's a noun. <laughs> uh, love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. So very, very close to how you described it, sis. Um, and then it also says a similar is religious worship or, or observance, um, prayers, or religious observances. So it... it it ties to our faith as well. Um, and another thought that I had was a couple of weeks ago in our second episode, if any of you guys remember, my TGB pick was, um, what was it? Uh, St. Francis de Sales, and he wrote Introduction to the Devout Life. Um, so one one way that the amazing, my buddy, St. Francis de Sales, describes devotion, says in, he says, in short, devotion is simply a spiritual activity and liveliness by means of which divine love works in us and causes us to work briskly and lovingly. And just as charity leads us to a general practice of all God's commandments, so devotion leads us to practice them readily and di- diligently. So, that being said... TGP Pick of the Week! <laughs> Alright, sis, what's your TGP Pick of the Week? My pick is Childlike Faith. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> what's yours? Mine is this book. Well, it's basically um, Maria Von Trapp, but there's this book called Around the Year with the Von Trapp family, and Maria Von Trapp, the <laughs> Eula's face, you have to see Eula's face right now, her jaw is on the floor. <laughs> um, Maria Von Trapp is the woman in Eula's face. Sorry. I wish you guys you could look see this. Down and then you Wait, keep going. Sorry, it's just distracting. Um... Maria von Trapp is the woman that Julie Andrews' his character is based on in Sound of Music. Uh, and their, their real-life family was extraordinary. We're, the London family, our family, <laughs> um, is a huge fan of them. And I got this book from Friends, so I'm really excited to talk oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. And now we're going to start with... You pick of the week. Okay. The best part is the echo. The yeah. week, the week, the week. <laughs> That's like in Harry Potter 4. It gives me great pleasure, <laughs> pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, Go ahead. Um, I guess for me this week that 
has just been a huge topic um, for me that just just kept like coming up and like repeatedly every day um, and it started with oh yeah it started with I guess I was just praying throughout I was praying yesterday and I was like why Lord are you making childlike faith so present again for me um, because it has in the past but specifically as Advent was starting on Sunday we went to mass not where we normally go and um, it was beautiful it was funny just like so many different moments throughout this week just childlike faith was highlighted um, but first we went to mass and something in me was like I just want Advent to be different this year mm. I've never been so intentional with Advent um, with just what it is you know contemplating and um, focusing on something throughout this time and leading up to Christmas um, I've just never I've never found the importance of doing that um, so to start we went to mass and I remember doing this when I was when I was little um, but the priest, if you're not familiar with Mass, there's a part of Mass where the priest um, shares this, what is called a homily. I'm sure everyone who's listening knows what that <laughs> is. Um, but he started his homily and he invited up all the kids in the church to sit up front um, and he was going to basically like talk to them as we like listen and um, have them sit up front with him. And literally a plethora, like an abundance of children just storm and walk up feeling like out of nowhere it like never ended never you're like two like a minute at least later like kids are still like yeah. walking up and you're just like oh like well there's so many like like you're kind of just like uh, uh oh <laughs> like there's more like there were more kids and it was just really beautiful and just like such a witness to just like see um all these children just like walk up and sit so willingly and almost diligently um, to sit and like sit with this old man of you know, this priest um, and just like a, a, in front of all these adults and um, just sit there and yeah like his homily was beautiful so there's that and then later that day or was it Monday I watched the movie The Santa Claus <laughs> um, one and two <laughs> um, nice. um, and we. I watched those movies. I um, I watched Home Alone. I was wrapping. I was helping mom and dad wrap gifts. And I was like, oh, I'll just play like Christmas movie in the background. Um, and I was I watched Home Alone. Um, I I feel like other things happened too, but those were like the main that I was thinking about. It might come up later, um, but it was just so funny. And then throughout the week, I was like, Lord, like, how do you want me to enter? into Advent differently this year? How do you how do you want me to enter in and how do you want me to kind of let it be everlasting, not just during Advent, like, okay, I'm going to be like this during Advent or I'm going to pray like this. I want to focus on this during Advent and then it's gone, right, after Christmas. No, how is it going to last, you know? Um, so, and then it's, so I'm like, Lord, I'm like asking him, like, what is it? Like, you know, how, how should I do it? Excuse me. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, whoa, like, look at all of these moments where I was just so moved by children, and um, what the difference, like, someone can be when they focus and when they put their heart like a child. 
Um, so in the movie San the Santa Claus, like a character, especially the adults, change when a moment from this is funny. We're unpacking this movie, but that's what I love about our podcast. We can literally unpack anything, and it's yeah. great. But <laughs> like, what a moment when the character is like this moment of development or change is when they tap into when their heart was like it was when they were a child. So like when um tim allen he like gives the all the teachers like the their gifts that they wanted when they were kids <clears throat> right so they were they were upset they were like down during this like faculty party um and then they get these gifts that they've always wanted when they were little and it was like oh my gosh like it was just like you see like the childness in them and there's like this spark of joy and freeness that is just so you don't even realize is needed when yeah when you're older um you know, so it's just like, it's it was really cool to see the importance of how we are when we're children, what children are like, what a child's heart and mind is like, um, and to kind of walk into Advent and be like, okay, like, I actually do want to walk with, like, again, I'm going on, the Holy Family. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm so excited. Like, um to walk with the Holy Family during this time and to be like Mary and Joseph's child as well um, and to kind of just sit in that and there's just so much more that you can kind of just roll with that in your own personal prayer in your own life um, and it was cool because I'm also thinking about like yeah like devotion right um, I feel like it's easy to think of it as something that you kind of have to like kind of hold on tight to and like be like oh I'm devoted to this thing or this person like I have to do everything that I can to be devoted and show my devotion but when you're a child but when you're a child like it's almost innately like you're kind of just readily so easily given and surrender yourself not knowingly <laughs> um like you're just offering your whole self and your heart to someone and something and you know, when you're really a kid, trying. yeah really yeah like when you're a kid it's like your parents um and so like when we're I was thinking like oh when we're devoted it's kind of like it's already there and it's already the Lord already granted us this gift and I can be grant, like devoted to like the holy family or um a childlike heart and faith and it's kind of just like it's it's I picture just like this this forever like handhold <laughs> between like me and Jesus and just like you're you're just together and it's strong and it's it's binded and it's like or like a lock <laughs> like a like a chain and um not not tensely or um on you know in a way that's scary or yeah like tense or forcingly but it's it's just out of love and it's out of peace um and yeah, I, yeah, I'm getting a gentle like, handhold. Yeah, yeah, like there are just so many. There's so many moments out this week, um, where the Lord kind of pulled me back to a childlike faith, um, and that can mean so much throughout Advent. But for right now, I just there's a f element of freeness and hopefulness and just like joy, childlike joy that I could just like live in and let that kind of soak into everything, every inch of my life. Um, and not to kind of put up a front of like, oh, like I'm a little kid, like, you know, like childish. Um, but more so like 
yeah, like what was my heart like when I was a child and how does the Lord want to form me from that and kind of pursue me more into the like adult life, <laughs> like with my childlike heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's just like so many elements, but um, specifically through Advent, through um, devotion, the Lord kind of just like, he already placed it in my heart and I just want to like kind of dive into that more um, and just explore that even more, um, more than I already got to now. Um, so it was a gift to have that revealed to me throughout this week. So. Wow, we! My gosh, I'm so moved right now. <laughs> Sis, that's so beautiful. I really like. It's it's I'm as I like think about it. I'm processing, just the relation that all of that is to devotion. Um, one one first thought that I have was when I, when I went to that mass with Eula, it was so funny. They gave away advent calendars like these I think they're coloring books but they were advent calendars where you open a something per day and then you get a little prize I think you get a little coloring thing I don't really know but it was for the kids they were passing out for the kids and Fred like we were watching all of these kids get it and I don't know what was going on in his mind but he's like can we can we, as they were passing out he's like Christine make sure to get one I'm like on this for kids <laughs> and then they passed by him and he, they skipped him obviously because he's 29 <laughs> and, and then he ran after the person he's like can I have one no so way. he really wanted it I just like the, uh, my husband has a child like heart I guess yeah um Wait, that's so funny it was so funny he just oh like gosh. he wanted it so bad he wanted it so bad um <laughs> But as you speak about the joy and the freeness that it is being a child, like, it's just kind of like what what you were saying kind of spoke to me. Like, there's just this natural, um, just this natural disposition of devotion, honestly. Um, if, you know, if you're a child who loves Jesus, there's just this natural disposition. Mm-hmm. And kind of how um, St. Francis de Sales says, like, he says that devotion opens your heart to be readily available like to be brisk to, to approach your faith like briskly and lovingly that's just that that re, that that reminded me of the joy and freeness that it is being a child um and it's so interesting as you talk about you said that you're you know as you pursue adulthood you're trying to enter into what does it mean to have a childlike heart and it's so interesting because I was, as I was, I was literally processing in the moment. I I feel like us in the world, we, the more we quote unquote act adult, meaning like, whether that even means like partying, but also like getting your schedules done and like doing the routines that are just so hard put and focusing on on all these things in your life like your finances as an adult and stuff we tend to become pretty self-reliant and the more like I said we we, we pursue these quote-unquote meanings of what it means to be an adult in a way that's self-reliant we're actually becoming more childish like um, there's just huh. so many times yeah. where I feel like I'm just such a child when I just like try to go about these things because it's just like I get anxious and I like end up almost throwing this like inner tantrum of like oh I can't stand this like I can't stand my like I can't stand all of the responsibilities that I have and I can't stand how I have to do this and I'm just you know or or when I can't stand it or when I really just have to do it I just charge through like um a really self-reliant person and that's just like I'm just thinking about 
the kids that I've babysat where it's just really childish, right? But like the more, as you speak, the more we enter into the childlike disposition on how we approach our love for the Lord, the more adult we become. And like, that also reminds me of Talitha Coam, um, like Rise Little Girl. I, like my spiritual advisor told me one day that <clears throat> whenever I experience like a childishness in me, that that is just a little too much or just a little not not ordered in the right place, just kind of look at the Lord and and, and pray through Talitha Coam, like little girl arise. And there's just something so powerful and beautiful about a little girl rising up to who she's meant to be. And that's like, that's literally what we're all, even if we're 58, like mm -hmm. we're really meant to rise up to, to, to this. So it's really beautiful stuff, sis. Really beautiful. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Um, that's majority. Little things came up throughout the week. I was like, oh yeah, like, um, that just reminded me of it. But it's just, I feel like, yeah, it's not going to end here either. Like little moments throughout, throughout Advent, sorry, throughout, um, yeah, just this time, like, Lord, what does it mean to be a child? <laughs> like, yeah, I can't wait to, like, see what else. That's Where awesome. Comes I can't wait to, sis. <laughs> Cannot wait. Now it's time for... Christine's Pick of the Week. Awesome. So, like I said, my topic is this book called Around the Year with the Von Trapp Family by Maria Augusta Von Trapp. Uh, so, this came into the week because Advent's here. And this book is, is so amazing. I got it as a gift from my roommates um, a couple years ago. Shout out to that amazing home. And it's basically this book on how they, how her family and how she brought her family to live out the different seasons in the church. And so when I had this for a while, this book, but I honestly never opened it because I never really thought to until I got married. Um, Freddie was like looking through it and we're like, whoa, like they, they go through every season. They go through multiple holidays and they go through um, how they celebrate baptismal days, how they celebrate birthdays as a Catholic family. It's really just so beautiful. So they have this whole section on Advent. They have a section on Christmas, a section on Lent. They have a, a section on how they celebrate wedding anniversaries. It's just, just, I just, I love it. And so whenever there's a new, some, some of, there's some saint feast days on here as well. Um, and various other feast days that the Von Trapps celebrated with their huge family. Again, like if you've seen Sound of Music, they have a big family. And I think it's, the, the number of kids is much different, was much different in real life. I think more mm -hmm. um, than the movie. I don't actually know that. Or but, like after. Or after the yeah. they had more kids after. Yeah. Um, actually, I don't know. I think they had one or two. All right. Because oh, because she had one or <clears throat> I think she only had one or two with the dad because the dad had originally had those those oh. kids before her. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so we whenever there's a feast day or something, Freddie and I would reference this book. How did the Von Trapps do it? And last year during Advent was the first time we really looked at it, and. I just think it's just so beautiful. It reminds me, it reminded me of devotion because I love the way that they use the, the, the seasons of the church to live out their home and like little, it's really cute. Like for example, um, in the, in the Advent section, it has a little, 
It has descriptions on how they celebrated Advent, how they anticipated for Christmas. And then it has a little section on like different crafts that they would do, how they made their Advent wreath and how they baked certain cookies. And then they also have a section on hymns, like different hymns for that particular season. I actually never knew that this was a term until recently. I started hearing it around like circles, but like this term like liturgical living. So basically living out your home, um, abiding by the liturgy. And, and like, I'd rather not term it like too much because I don't want it to become this uh, thing that you have to do. I just feel like it really should be natural to live out the liturgy without having to really think about it too much. Um, and the way that she, but the way she sort of describes it, she says it here, she says, the weeks would pass and the rhythm of the year of the church with all its moods and rich meanings, the happy expectancy of Advent, the fulfillment of Christmas, the sorrow of Lent and Holy Week, the glory of Easter and Pentecost, would become a more powerful force in our daily life. In this, quote, school of living, unquote, Holy Mother Church teaches her children how to celebrate. In it, one learns how to turn family days such as birthdays, anniversaries, baptisms, weddings, and even funerals into feasts celebrated in the Lord. So basically living this way is just like an elevated form of celebration so that with with God um and like there's just there's a lot of she she explains it really well in the advent section I'm just going to read this little this little part because I can't explain it as much she does so this is I'm really just sharing you what Maria is saying um by the way this was uh, um published in the 1950s so what she says here I, I find it really really amazing 1955 particularly I find it really amazing how relevant it still is today so listen this is in the advent section and how she kind of starts it she starts about um the different events of the church Christmas Easter and talks about it right and she says these are so tremendous that their com commemoration cannot be celebrated in a single day each weeks are needed first weeks of preparation of becoming attuned in body and soul and then weeks of celebration. This process goes back to an age when people still had time, time to live, time to enjoy. In our day, we face the puzzling fact that the more time-saving gadgets we, event, the, we invent, the more new buttons to push in order to, quote, save hours of work, unwork, uh, unquote, the less time we actually have. We have no more time to read books. We can only afford digests. <laughs> we have no time to walk a quarter of a mile. We have to hop in a car. We have no time to make things by hand. We buy them ready-made in a 5 and 10 or in the supermarket. These, quote, hurry up and let's go, unquote, atmosphere does not, this hurry up and let's go atmosphere does not provide the ne necessary leisure in which to anticipate and celebrate a feast. But as soon as the people stop celebrating, they really do not live anymore. They are being lived, as it were. The alarming question arises, what is being done with all the time that is constantly being saved? We invent more machines and more gadgets, which will relieve us more and more of the work formerly done by our hands, our feet, our brain, and which will carry us at feverishly increasing speed. Where? Perhaps to the moon or other planets, but more probably to our final destruction. Only the church throws light onto the gloomy prospects of modern man. Holy Mother Church, for she belongs herself to a realm that has its past and present in time, but its future in the world without end. 
she's I I just she Whoa. needs to be a saint like we we need That's... to she, I just love her I love oh her so gosh. much and like I just love that she explains this in a way of if we live in the celebration of with the Lord right we live it out truthfully like we are entering like she says to a realm that has its past and present in time but its future in the world without end like we can tap into that when we mm-hmm. celebrate truthfully. Um, and, and exactly kind of what you said earlier when you were like, I want this Advent to be different. I don't want it to just end at Christmas. That's literally what she's talking about here. That like, I, I mean, I don't know about you, sis, but Thanksgiving was exhausting. I was burned out at the end of it. And I mean, it was fun and joyful to be with our, with our friends and everything, but everything after, I don't think I truly entered into it too much that I really got burned out. So, I think that's what she's trying to say, kind of like, are you celebrating to, to celebrating to burn out and destruct, or are you celebrating to tap into the world without end? Um, so highly, highly recommend looking through this book if you are looking for ways to celebrate Advent and celebrate any season in the church. There's literally, it's literally all year with the Von Trapp family, um, and there's just so much meat in here. I wish I could go into it more. But Freddie and I are using it to help supplement our Advent and just give us inspiration. She talks specifics, like there's one little specific thing called the Christkindl, which means Christ child, I think, in German because they're from Austria. Um, And basically, she had so many kids that each kid would have a Christkindl and they would do, she describes it here in the book, and they would would take care of their Christkindl all all Advent season, they would do their bed, they would make their bed, they would shine their shoes and not just divulge who the person is until Christmas Day or something like that. And it's just so cute because it gives the kids like an opportunity to go outside themselves and like it brings this like joy in the house she would describe it with the words of like oh I forgot to like it would she's like it's supper time and the kids would say I forgot to do something for my Chris Kindle today or I can't wait to do something for my Chris Kindle tomorrow. Um, and so we don't have kids and a lot of the ways that they practice their devotional living, their liturgical living um, in this book require, well, not requires, but but it involves big families. So when I was teaching last year, uh, I, I did the Christ Kindle in my classroom. So instead of like Advent angels, did the did the Christ Kindle based on her, on what they did in their family. So, and, and a lot of it is based on Austrian, I think, and some Polish traditions and stuff like that. But um, it's just really great inspiration because everything around us, all the movies, everything, they tell us how to celebrate Christmas when really there's just so much more depth out there sure. if you're living it out Catholicly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I yeah. mean, hello. <laughs> yeah. That's so wild. Like, I have so many thoughts. <laughs> um, because, first of all, yesterday so there's this book that we're reading like that I I get to read with like the community that I'm in and in it it was written by a brother and as I was reading they mention the chapter mentions Maria von Trapp and so I was like oh my gosh like I just really want to like look at this book again and like I I think about the book a lot and you should you should link it (laughs) yeah yeah Um, everything about it will be in the show notes yeah yeah (laughs) because like it's the coolest that's why when you pulled it out I was like oh I was like I, I've been I really I wanted to read it I, or like not the whole it's like a cookbook <laughs> like yeah. like the size of it but um it's it reminds me of it there's there's some recipes in there too yeah, which is so like cool. Christmas recipes yeah like there's just so many good things but 
Um, but it's not just a cookbook. It's yeah. Like, it, it looks like a cookbook, but it there's does. so much in it. Like, yeah. So much more. I completely, yeah, that's so cool. Sorry. And I always forget, not always, I don't forget, but I take for granted just how Catholic the Van Tra- Traps were. That's, yeah. They were very, very devoted. It's they were like, a very devoted it's family. It's beautiful. And you see it, like, so many people, Catholic and non-Catholic, love this movie, too. Mm. So it's like... It's there's a beauty to it, and whether you like, like you can't deny it. <laughs> like it's one it's of my there. top picks for TGB. Like it, the sound for of sure. music might be a topic the, for the overall arching. Yeah, or just like a continuous time, <laughs> yeah. forever. How long this podcast goes on? For. It's amazing, right? Like, oh my gosh, that's just so cool. I'm like shook. <laughs> um, and it's funny. I was writing notes of like what to kind of like what I was like reminded of and just like wanted to unpack further on my end but I feel like I was also writing notes like wow like that's so true like living out you know living out in your home living out liturgical living in your home when you said that it just um it brought something to kind of pray about more Um, yeah really quickly like if you search hashtag liturgical living a lot of people like for example the way you decorate your home the way you have dinner and the way you, like, do little little things with your family, like, little traditions. Maybe you have a saint devotional or a particular theme. Like, that's 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 what liturgical living kind of means. I, I, I don't know why I get so turned off by the, by the, by labeling it that, because I just feel like it's, it should be natural. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, that's basic. It's just a really, if you haven't tried it, it's just, it really, like, it's beautiful. It's cool. It's like you have that like devotion with the church, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're yeah you're living with the church and right. It's easier than I feel like we, we think. Yeah, like celebrating with joy, like not getting burnt out by the end. Like oh, finally it's over. Like finally I don't have to wrap gifts anymore. Finally I don't have to listen to Christmas music. I don't know. Like whatever it is. Um, but and it's cool though because every time Christmas ends. You're, I, I, I know in the past, I'm like, dang it, like, yeah, I have been in that state. Like, oh, I have to get rid of the decorations, or it's not as joyful anymore, or cheery outside, or, like, it's not as, I don't know, whatever. Um, but there's a way that we can kind of have that, you know, keep going. You don't have to keep, leave your Christmas tree up the whole year. But there's something in each of us that can kind of let that kind of just, like, keep going, like, after, after Advent, like... Yeah. Um, and the, the and Christmas <laughs> and Christmas lasts longer than it than it, yeah than, um yeah than it is on the cal- on the American calendar and, and whatnot like it's there's so much to it and really Advent is a time of waiting and a time of like yeah Christmas isn't here yet it's coming mm-hmm. that's that's really what it is and when Christmas is here like Christmas Day December twenty fifth it's you can you can stretch out that celebration like we're so one thing that Freddie and I do is we started we were really inspired by this family if you're listening we love you a lot you know you probably know who you are when you hear this but this family would christmas carol um to various people in their neighborhoods throughout um after christmas i always thought it was so interesting that they would do it after christmas um and it's because christmas is still going on like i think they would do it the week or two afterwards so freddie and i are we did that for the first time last year with our sibling with eula and with our um, in-laws and it was just so awesome to welcome our family members into that and we want to make that a thing we want to make and when we were scheduling it yesterday when Freddie and I were like oh when should we do it like should we do it this day this day it just didn't feel right to do it before Christmas we wow. we had to schedule it for some time after Christmas so it just it, we can stretch it out because Christmas right. is 
it has it has a beautiful time in the liturgical calendar for sure even also one more thing like when you were sharing what she wrote like as you were you literally just said it was written in the 1950s and yeah. then you started talking and i was like huh like i like it told i totally forgot it was written in the 50s like i was like that you like you said it's so relevant and even ties into with like my what i was going through this week like when you're a child, it's still relevant to what your life is like now. Like, just so many parallels, so many connections. Um, and how, when something is relevant, you know that there's, like, an element of truth there. Like, yeah. oh, right, it was true then. Actually, I could see it being true now. Um, Absolutely. Lord, what does that mean? How can I walk into that? How do I expand this more? Because I think you're trying to tell me something. <laughs> I think you're trying to reveal something more. Um, and I just think that's just so... That's so good. Come it's on. cool. Like you can't. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, like duh. She's processing <laughs> out loud. She's processing. Like, hello. <laughs> wow. So yeah, those are basically all the thoughts I have with with that. Um, it's really beautiful. And if you know me in person and you come across this book, let's talk about it because I love it. And thank you to the women who bought it for me on my birthday that those those years ago. I think 2018, 2019. Thank you so much. Um, Awesome. So we're going to just transition before we close into a quick new segment. Um, I'm, we're going to call it the Advent Music Pick of the, Advent music pick of the Week. Um, I didn't really mention it to Eula before because I kind of wanted to encourage her to live out this Advent season without having to look for anything. And so this Advent Music Pick of the Week... We'll only share something if it comes to us. We're not going to like actively look out for it because it could looking out for it too much can distract us from living it out. Um, so I'm basically going to choose a song that um, that stuck out to me this week, particularly because of Advent, like Christmas music, a, a Christmas song, and kind of just share how it spoke to me. And I feel really drawn to share it because... For me particularly, I, I'm only used to the mainstream Christmas songs, like songs that that's on mainstream pop, whatever, and even just like even the mainstream classics by like Bing Crosby and stuff like that. Like, those are really what I know, right? And so my only exposure to anything outside of that is through my involvement in different choir situations, and I really, really have to thank the choir director that. I had when I was in high school um, at my local parish he just chose some of the best songs and now that I'm not in that choir starting starting a couple years ago when I when I wasn't in that choir anymore I found myself actively searching for those songs because I just hungered them a lot more than what was on the radio and this particular song I want to share because it just moved me so much it's called Christmas Day um, and it's written by Gustav Holst. I'll put a link to the version of it on the show notes. Um, so Christmas Day, I sang that song. It's this big choir song with a with a whole um, orchestra and every and band. Like it's just huge. We sang it a lot in Christmas concerts at my local parish. Like almost every single one, he would add it to the music list. So I was always used to this song, but for throughout my time singing it, my mind was almost immature. It would just be, get the notes right, follow his direction correctly, don't really... I never really knew I cared about the words, to be honest. I knew they were singing about Christmas, but I never really cared. And, um, but there was this one time in the last concert that I was in a couple years ago, um, 
I, it was on the concert itself. I found myself praying through the words, actually like paying attention to the words for the first time. And I almost like I was tearing up on stage because it was it moved me so much. Like for the first time, instead of looking at it as, as notes and like ink on paper, I saw it as like life. It was really, really beautiful. And so I was listening it to it, listening to it, like, listening to it again this week and I was just like in my car in, in so much joy. I was like, I just have to share. If anyone doesn't know the song, they need to know this song. Um, one thing that I will say, yes, Advent is a season of anticipation and the song is called Christmas Day and obviously it makes it more appropriate to listen on Christmas Day, but I'm not really gonna, personally, I'm not gonna do that. I think this helps me anticipate for Christmas. Um, just really quickly, I wanna walk through how it, it's just so beautiful. So. It, it basically starts with this like almost obnoxious excitement for the fact that this savior is born. Like this, this, this new child is born. It's just like news, news, like you have to know Jesus is here. And it's really exciting and really pompous and just like a lot of like happy, almost like Christmas carolers just like dressed in the 1800s. So it's just really obnoxiously happy. And we're singing with just like all these happy words, but it's almost like, with a tone of get the new like get the new blender on sale down the street it's so awesome to get that like like almost kind of like the excitement for this baby is almost equivalent to that in the beginning of the song and then I transition into this like slower tempo more slurred more um focused and 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 less distracted type of excitement in the middle of the song. It's it's more connected instead of staccato and more like, cause the beginning is like boom, 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 boom. And then it's like transition into this like, la, 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 kind of like a baby is born. Like get it together guys, like we're here. And then the the part that really, really made me cry, I'm not gonna share the words because if you wanna listen to it, I just, I, I, I wanna encourage you to enter into that. The It's particularly this last line and I'm not going to say what it is, but basically throughout the whole song, they're saying the same thing over and over. News, news, Jesus Christ is born today, right? But the last line, they use the same notes and the same type of um, whatever tone that they use with news, news, Jesus Christ is born today. And they use a whole different set of words that I, it just... I almost, like, I literally was tearing up. I was tearing up in the middle of the stage. And this particular version that I found on Spotify, it's definitely a child singing that line. And it makes it a lot more, more beautiful. But add up all the, you know, the rise and falls of the, of the notes and the different enunciations. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful song. And also, if you wish to listen to it, I would recommend looking at the lyrics, if you can, because the intonations and all of that is going to confuse you. If I heard this for the first time, I wouldn't know what they're singing and it wouldn't matter. So I'll link this song and probably link a, a way, a way you could find the, the lyrics, but highly recommend if you're looking for something, um, to consume well for Advent. And one biggest thing is that, that I wanted to share this is because our podcast wants to encourage people to be mindful about what you consume. And it's so easy during this Advent season to just fall into the traps of what, how the world is celebrating Christmas. Um, so here's just a really good way to help you enter into Advent by this song. That's so cool. I love 
like unpack I love analyzing music and yes. song like I I'll do it in, like unintentionally if I could do a thesis on it I'd probably like <laughs> be like yeah this, this no I know exactly what you mean and um quick plug to um Matt Meyer Matt Matt Marr Marr yeah. <laughs> I was I don't know um his advent album yes. if you haven't heard it I heard it for we both heard it for the first time last year um it's amazing it's just so good and again <laughs> You just, if you don't know, you'll know what we're talking about, like, and how we feel about it just by listening to it, because it's, yes, <laughs> like, it's so good. so good, so good. I, yeah, when I first listened to the Matt Marr album, too, it was, it came out in 2018, and I'm hearing it for the first time in 2020, and I, my jaw was, like, I, you probably reacted the same way, my yeah. jaw was on the floor, because I'm like, why am I listening to the stuff on the radio? <laughs> this is real. Which can be fun, and, like, when you're, you know, I don't know, like, with friends, or, like, Chris, like classic Christmas music. But there's a different type of good. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think I think it's it. because they it's scripture based. A mm-hmm. lot of it is scripture based, and a lot of it is either like and her, his album I think is called The Advent of Christmas. So a lot of it is anticipating and waiting for something that beautiful that's gonna come. It's so good. The mu- like his songs are just different, and you're kind of just like you'll you'll be like blown away if you. Yeah. I'll link that. I'll link yet. that in the show notes as well. Um. Any other thoughts? Or you gotta get to work. Here we go. You gotta go to work again. Classic. Well, that was awesome. Be sure to follow us on Instagram if you have it, at TGB Diaries. Um, Yeah, we'd love it. Um, And you'll see a bunch of behind the scenes, random stuff, but some really good stuff on there as well. Yeah, and we've mentioned before too, like whenever we, like for example, the potato salad gals or the saucy boat... I put that in a highlight with an exclamation point. So if you have, weren't able to see that in the past episodes, anything that we talk about is in the highlight with the exclamation point. And there's a whole BTS behind the scenes, not the K-pop. I mean, the K-pop <laughs> man. There's a whole BTS um, highlight too for any of that. We announced the giveaway winner. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, Kipsy Kipsy. <laughs> we love you, girl. Thanks so much. Awesome. That was awesome. All right. Happy Advent, you guys. Happy Advent. Talk to you next so week. Woo! Hey everyone! All information and things that we spoke about during this episode of the podcast can be found in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for our next episode on the theme of mutual affection. May we all be at peace in our Lord Jesus Christ.